Welcome back to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Wednesday is the day. Podcast is this or that, Daniel. And we could not be more excited because guess what? Kenny's back again. Oh, Kenny. Kenny, coming back to the show. There is no that when it comes to this or that. We always choose this. You know? like It's that's, always this. It's always this. Give me this. We would always choose uh, this. It is. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, Kenny is one of our loyal listeners. He comes at us with emails insider. quite often, and we love them. He's, a, he's, he, he's I, Locked On Bulldogs podcast official insider. We're not insiders or gurus, Clint. No. I don't know if you know that. No, we're not. We we don't have a paywall. We don't have anything that we're trying to get you to clickbait into whatsoever. I believe we don't Kenny have has a paywall. Phone numbers. I be- Kenny has a paywall. I think he, he does. His paywall is ice cream. That's his paywall. His, his paywall is a glass glass enclosure. He plexiglass between you yeah. and he. He's got. He is just surrounded in plexiglass twenty four seven. But he owns the waffle cones, and so like if that ain't a paywall, I don't know what is, Clint. Like what is Daniel? Uh, hey. In case you're wondering, new to the podcast, Daniel and I don't take each other very seriously. We don't take ourselves very seriously. We take UGA football and basketball deadly seriously. Okay? Ask the two gentlemen who had no clue how close they were to death at Vanderbilt game just how seriously we take it. And again, for the record. Like the record did not show. Assault, did not assault a 76-year-old man. Um, uh, we are Georgia fans, first and foremost. That's what this podcast is all about. If you're a Georgia fan, you're in the right place. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. We're glad that you're here. Um, he's Clint. I'm Daniel. I'm a lifelong Georgia fan. Clint um, has been is a relatively new Georgia fan, but he's a fast study, man. He's a quick learner. We get um, we get uh, So we are um, two Georgia fans here to help you be the best Georgia fan that you can be. We're here three days a week during the off season. We will soon switch back over to five days a week because, man, it is um, it's the month of July, Clint, and we are rolling on towards this mm-hmm. season of college football. So um, uh, thanks for being here. Subscribe to the podcast. Download the podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at DogsPodcast. Um, that's what Kenny and Jeff did, who are two contributors for the show today. And so um, uh, if you want a segment idea of yours to be on the show or if you want to chat with us about something or have questions, comments, or otherwise um, opinions that you want to be aired, uh, you can let us know. Uh, f- without further ado, though, Clint, that's enough of the intro. Get the ado out of here. Let's – Let's just jump right into Kenny's this or that, shall we? I would love to. Locked on Bulldogs insider Kenny presents us with this. It's a little confusing, Clint, but let me walk you through it. I, I got there eventually. Let me let me walk you through it slowly. Um, okay. It's a two-scooper, so it, it's going to take you a minute to really get processed. It's a, it's a double scoop, this or that, is what, is what I like to think of it as. All right, so... You can get with this, Clint, which is Dan Mullen remains the coach at Florida for at least the next 10 years. And as mm. we know, Clint, that spells great news. Modified fact. That spells great news for Georgia because Dan Mullen will never defeat the mm-hmm. University of Georgia as the head coach of Florida in his career. So this is Georgia continues to thrash Dan Mullen in the cocktail party every single year for the next 10 years. However, there is okay. no national championship to be had in those 10 long 
years. Glenn. I feel like I feel like Kenny. Mm. Kenny, how how are you mad mm. scooping ice cream to people? No one mm. dislikes you. Here we go. Like here we go. We're gonna get to Jeff in a minute. Jeff was the one that came with the he came with the heat last time, and now yes, and now Kenny is coming back with this. All right, or Clint, you don't have to get with that. This okay? okay? You okay. could you could get with that, Clint, mm-hmm. and that is. Georgia wins the 2020 college football national championship game, Clint. Okay, I like it, but I see where I see where we're going. Subsequently, after the season, Dan Mullen is relieved of his coaching duties at the University of Florida. Okay. Some other idiot is hired, and Georgia proceeds to lose the cocktail party once. Twice, three times, four times, five years in a row, Clint. Five years in a row. 2021 through 2026, cocktail party losers. What are you taking, Clint? Easiest decision of my entire life. Listen, we are on record. (laughs) We are are on record. We... There is no situation. If you say this, you can win the championship, but Daniel and I will stop you midway through and we will say national championship. We ain't out here duck hunting to have a great time and enjoy nature. Okay? I want we out here on my We table. out here to try to kill a duck. You understand? I want to eat and I want you to eat. Killing the duck, Kirby wants you to eat. That's just that's that's it. Killing the duck is winning the national championship. That's what we're out here doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what we're out here trying to do as a program. We're trying to win the national championship. Five years of losing the cocktail party. Listen, we've lived through five year streaks of losing the cocktail party, Georgia fans. We've done it. It ain't going to be fun. No. Okay. But as long as Florida doesn't win a national championship in those five years, okay. Which. Come on. Guess what? Come on. But, we know. Well, Dan Mullen's not their coach anymore, so just to be fair. Oh, there's a chance. <laughs> just to be fair. Uh, as long as Florida doesn't win a national championship, which if he had stipulated, what if he said Georgia wins the 2020 national championship and we lose the cocktail party every year for five years and Florida wins five national championships in a row? Oh, 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 whoa, whoa. Still still give me the natty. Nope, not me. Not me. No, I changed it. I'm I'm over. I would say just give me B Florida for ten years. Like I don't I can't. Five years in a row, I would have to quit. I would have to move to freaking Canada. Like I'm actually this podcast would, would be dead air because Daniel and I would refuse to record a podcast in that situation. I decline to speak first. That's what I would just be saying. I'd just be sitting here. Just in absolute silence for 28 minutes. There'd be a Bill Bar read somewhere in there, but I would not. Otherwise, I would not be talking. That would be. Uh, that speaking would be. of Daniel Bill Bar, what? What a segue! No. Next, this or that, Clint comes to us from longtime listener. Um, several time caller to the podcast. Yep. Actually, no time caller. Several time emailer to the podcast. Jeff, um, I don't think I don't think Generation Z calls anymore. No, that's not so. a thing. Uh, Jeff has um, we Jeff and Jeff has presented us with some this or that's that have just been downright treacherous. Okay, um, bucket worthy. He wants you to know, Clint. You asked who hurt him in 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 our last show. Um, he wants you to know he's a Georgia fan, 
And if you don't know by now who yeah. hurt him, yeah. then yeah. No. you got no, we know. You got a lot we of know, learning to do. He also says he, he begins this email, I've got one more uh I've got another question to add to your dossier for Wednesday. So excellent use of the word dossier. You know, you Bring. Excellent. That's uh, bonus points. Also, do you know that uh, scene in Ocean's Eleven where George Clooney character is just s- staring straight at the uh, the microphone as the building implodes behind him and everybody else uh-huh. turns around? Yeah. Everybody's like, wow. That's Georgia fans being like, I, what? I've seen it before. I just not, it's, it does not going to bother me. <laughs> this is all par for the course. All right. Jeff asks, you could get with this, which is... UGA's defense has 16 interceptions this season. That is several, a healthy, a healthy number more than one per game, Clint. I was, yep. Or you can get with that, which is Georgia's team defense has 45 sacks this season. Okay. Jeff also did a little research to go along with this question. Um, I think. Maybe he knows we wouldn't have done the research. I don't know. It's sort of insulting that Jeff did the research for us, and yet I'm grateful for it. <laughs> Just to be, I'm not going to say, be no. totally honest. Um, last season, Georgia's defense had six interceptions and 28 sacks last year. So we are talking about an increase from six to 16 interceptions, or an increase from 28 to 45 sacks for the season. Clint. What's the best for the Georgia football team? Here's what's the best for the Georgia football team. Uh, Daniel, just to give you some perspective, 45 sacks would have been good last year for top 10 in the nation. Not just in the SEC, clearly, but in the nation, top 10. I would have said 45 sacks would have been number one. What was number one? 51 by SMU and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and SMU had 51. Ohio State. (laughs) That is... A lot of sacks. Now, this is a per-game basis. Uh, so, actually, Ohio State played in more games. that had 54. Florida had 49. Wisconsin, Miami, Penn State. Uh, would have been good for top 10, Daniel. Okay. Uh, the same statistical category for interceptions or, or rankings for interceptions. Florida Atlantic uh-huh. led the nation with 22. Uh-huh. Okay. Lane train. Or, Lane train. <laughs> Lane train. Just, by the way, did you see... Lane at the SEC. Oh, my gosh. Lane. Daniel. Oh, Lane. Lane. Uh, Florida Atlantic, Oregon, Clemson, San Diego State, Alabama, Louisiana Tech, Baylor, LSU, San Jose State, TCU, Florida, all top 10 in interceptions with 16 or more, Daniel. Okay. Now, so 16 puts us top 10 for interceptions and 45 puts us top 10 for sacks. Last season, correct. So we're basically looking at an even, we're looking at an even uh, ranking for where our unit correct. would land in each of these categories. How many of those forty nine sacks did Florida have against us, Clint? I can't remember. Uh, wait, let me count. Hold on, I got to go back. <laughs> what in the wait. when the first oh, in the first quarter it was none, and then the second quarter uh, second quarter was, was also none. none, and then at halftime they didn't get any. Okay. But the refs no, were no, terrible. No. I remember Dan Mulling complained about a, a lot about the refs no. at halftime. But then the third quarter, I remember the two timeouts that were burned got, in the first quarter. They got none in the third quarter, and none in the fourth quarter. It's hard to know no. how many that adds up to. But we we'll we'll get back. Jeff, we'll can get do back. some research. Jeff, for do us the research for us. <laughs> Find out. All right. uh, Clint, no, what Daniel, do you take? Here's it's. 
I'm taking the interceptions, and here's why I'm taking the interceptions all day, every day. Interception is a is a possession, Daniel. I don't know if you know how advanced metric works and how the state of the game works, but if you get a, the ball more times than the other person gets the ball, you have more opportunity to score. Turnovers are king, Daniel. I know it's a, it's a hard this concept. Is... I get it. It's a very, very difficult concept, okay? But if I have the ball, our offense, we're expecting it to take a huge tick up from last year. Our defense is going to be our defense. But if you're telling me I can get interceptions, turnovers, not just stopping yards from happening, but actually taking the ball away, flipping the field, flipping them, give me the interceptions all day long. I would be interested to see, because while I hear you and I agree with all of the points that you made supporting your argument, I completely disagree with you. Give me the sacks. And here's why, Clint, because the sack, I believe, is the a an even bigger swing play than an interception. I know you're going to say that's ridiculous because with the the next play, the team still has the ball and they have the opportunity to um, to advance it. But you're not. Some interceptions are, you know, it's like a a deep pass. It's like a bomb. It's basically a punt. Like it's, so, it's a turnover. It's it's changing possession, but it's not doing anything in terms of field position. I would be very curious to see um, some numbers that correlate sacks, teams with high sack totals to teams with high force fumble totals, because as you and I both mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. the sack is ripe for the force fumble opportunity. I think about. Uh, your boy over at Tennessee last year who... Mauer, how did you hold on to that ball? I have no idea. Oh, he didn't. I don't know if he... He didn't. Stokes, oh, wait, that's Stokes right. Stokes put his body right through his the Mauer's body, and then the ball was just out. It got scooped up, oh, taken right. all the way back right. to the host for six. That's that's not only a sack. That's a forced fumble. It's a scoop. It's a score. Those are the kinds of game-changing plays that come with sacks. And when you get 45 sacks, Clint, that is yeah. that is four sacks a game for the it's a lot, year. It's a lot of hacks at people. It's, it's a lot of hacks a lot at people. Of, but, Daniel, it's a lot of, of second-string quarterbacks in the game. It's a lot Ooh. of scoop and scores. It's a lot of uh, pressure on the quarterback. It's, uh, give me the sacks. Uh, Daniel, I think we've both been on record saying the sack is the most overrated statistic in all of college football. Yeah, but I want it. But I don't care. I want it. I don't care. I want it. That's like being like, hey, man, that sports car gets really terrible gas mileage. Okay. Great point. Hey, man. Cool. See ya. That that truck is really not going to be an efficient car for getting the kids to and from school. fit. Can't fit in your garage, man. It's oh, it's too I, wide. I will. I guess I'll get a new garage. I don't know what you're saying, like because I'm going to get this one. Uh, that's what. That's how I feel about the sex. All right. Um, uh, we got one more. Um, uh, we got one more this or that that we'll get to right here. Is this one gonna make me bucket worthy, Daniel? Clint. Um, I don't even know what this one is. Did you write this one on the sheet? <laughs> Every other one Daniel can go through currently. Let me walk you through. This This one's a, a double to, scooper as well, I as try, you said. I tried let to me, read it. Let me try. I tried to read it. I got halfway through. I blacked out. I didn't even know what was, I didn't even know well, what was to happening. Be, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. You, 
you're working on a little sleep. So let's let me try to explain it to you. Okay, okay, please. So you can either get with this. Okay. And this situation is that every single wide receiver on our team is traded out, and we have to get new wide receivers from the collective college football pool. Okay. So so wide receivers are gone from this team. Okay, so we okay. just have. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we have walk-ons or do we have new recruits or like what's what's happening? Uh, you get. Uh, you get. You can go make up from walk-ons and new recruits a wide receiver core to your liking. Okay. Okay, but we have okay. no current wide receivers, including the incoming current wide freshmen. receivers are off the team, including yes, including those coming onto campus. Okay, so wide receiver group is a brand new. Brand new group coming in. But for the next three years, you get the best O-line in the country by metrics, by recruiting standards, by five stars, by by Cole Kublik ranks as number one preseason and well, postseason. you know how much I do love a Cole Kublik ranking. <laughs> I, I know. So I brought it up. So the O-line for the next three years is the best, but you have no wide receivers from this year's crop. That's this. Or you can get with that, which is every linebacker on the team, inside and outside, gone from the program. <laughs> <laughs> vacated the program we now have walk-ons and new recruits coming back in for linebackers but you get the best wide receiver and quarterbacks in the nation for the next three years bonafide five stars preseason postseason rankings best wide receiver Q- qb combo in the entire nation that is that okay there's a lot to digest here because I don't know, here, Daniel. In either scenario, I just don't understand. We're like fielding a roster full of five-star players plus one entire unit's worth of walk-ons. Um, very, he, very lopsided team. Here is you've you've made this very interesting because the wide receiver group I think is the by far between wide receivers and inside outside linebackers. The wide receiver group is by far the easier unit to plan around it's the easier Uh unit to replace if you have bad wide receivers you still have tight ends you still have backs in the slot you know you still get james cook out there in the slot you still got um daryl washington you know you still got trey mckinney or whatever like you still have guys that you can split out wide you still have guys that you can you still i don't know you put you know you put two tight ends in there and like you know have a big beefy blocking package or something i don't know if you lose your linebackers your defense sucks that's that's the end of your defense sucks it's it's bad okay um but having the best quarterback and wide receivers in the nation would whole nation would virtually guarantee you to win the national championship in a normal scenario you understand what i'm saying do you know who had the best quarterback I, I and wide receivers in the nation last year? It was LSU. Who's, who's that? <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, that's right. Okay. Did anybody care about any other metric? No. Nope. Nope. Do you remember when we were getting ready to play LSU in the SEC championship game and we convinced ourselves <laughs> because we we're delusional and idiots that their defense Correct. was terrible and then our offense would be able to score at will against them? Well, it By the turns way, probably out. Probably the coldest take we've ever had on this podcast. But every one of our listeners is too sad to bring it up to us because they all <laughs> wanted us to be right so badly. Um, having the best O line in the country, I think, is vastly overrated. I think it's vastly overrated. I think you can have a good offensive line and be just fine. I do not think you need the best offensive line in the country. Case in point, 
Wisconsin every year of their football program. <laughs> every single year. Every Daniel, single year. You want to talk about first-round grades for O-linemen in the NFL? You want to find a good offensive lineman? Just draft anybody draft eligible from Wisconsin. You're fine. Now, does it hurt to lose maybe my two favorite players on the defense, Nicobe Dean and Nolan Smith? Because that's who's gone with the yeah. linebackers. Yes, it does. But I'm going to take the second one. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the best quarterback and wide receivers in the country. And I'm going to give away the linebackers, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird scenario. Look, here's, here's the deal, Daniel. Tell us the you deal. Said it precisely, you said it precisely correct. And this, Georgia fan, you need to listen to me. And you need to listen to me right now. Uh, for those of us who are diehard trench running back focus people which by the way my hand is raised if you want to talk about big giant herculean offensive linemen i love them but at the end of the day you give me the top wide receivers and the top qb in the nation i'll ride with that every single day all day every day twice on sunday yeah it's the end of the, it's the end of the conversation but i mean worst case scenario you play Four, you play, you know, you play like a, I don't know, like a four, two, five or something. TCU. You know? TCU, I think, has just a half a linebacker. Maybe you play like a four, one, six, you know, like you just throw an extra safety out there. You're like, just give me, give me Devon in the star and give me uh-huh. three safeties <laughs> plus two corners plus four on the line, including. Give me, you know, Trayvon Walker on the outside, oh, like to hello to come on, hello. to come around the corner along with Jordan Davis, and then stick my line, stick my walk on linebacker out there because guess what? He's going to try real hard, and he's going to tackle a bunch of running backs, and we're going to be fine because we're going to score forty five points a, a game, points, yeah, right, with the best wide receiver and quarterback in the nation. That's a at first, I hated that, this or that, but um, the more I think about it, the more I kind of like it, Clint. So, kudos to you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether to be offended or say thank you. So, it's, I will sit here. That was the point. And confound me. <laughs> that was the point. Um, uh, hey, that does it for uh, today's episode. Uh, next episode will be out on Friday, which hopefully you're not working. It's a national holiday on Celebrate friday holiday. um so but we will have a podcast for you to come out um uh, because we know you're gonna have some downtime on friday and so uh we will have content for you it's it's teams number three two and one on our most exciting games of the 2020 season countdown we have reached the end uh so you will want to tune back in for that hit us up on at lockdown bulldogs at gmail.com or at dogs podcast on twitter and um if you still want more to listen to you can tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of chad ford's locked on nba big board have a great day we'll see you on friday see you